0: The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Now it is the perfect time to get a really great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the half-ton Tundra. Uh, The Tundra is a workhorse. It's a powerhouse. Uh, It combines raw capability and premium comfort and advanced tech. It's everything you want. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the new fully redesigned Tacoma. It has trail-dominating power. It's got a great style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this truck is getting better than ever. And look, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck is going to keep its value for a long, long time. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Hello, and you are listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly podcast, and I read... I don't are you okay? I don't know. I just What's don't really, going on? I don't really feel like doing this. What? Just a reading, dollop? reading you a story. I don't, Do you just, want... I'm just over it, you know what I mean? I'm tired of reading, and you... Just sitting there. Okay. That's well, all. you're getting
1: mean for sure. Okay. It's just. Do you want? Should do you want me to do one?
0: Well, that yeah. Okay. Is that all right if you would do one? Yeah, that's fine.
1: You want to do a reverse dollop? Can you, David? What do you think all this paper is? Oh.
0: Oh, I didn't
1: see that on your leg. So this week is when I read a story about American history to my friend,
0: David Anthony, who knows nothing about it. There we go. God, you want a little hit a dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny. Not Gary Gara. It's Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people.
2: Is it for fun? And this
0: is not going to become the tickling podcast. Okay. You <laughs> are Queen Fakie of Made Up
1: Town.
2: <laughs> All hail Queen Shit of Liesville.
1: <laughs> a bunch of religious virgins go to mingle and do what?
2: Pray. Hi, Gary.
0: No. <laughs> I <Nice laughs> done, my friend. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Goodness. The dawn of man. What? The dawn of man? Well, you know, somewhere around <laughs> Fuck there. Fuck me. Holy shit. D- despite some
1: disagreement on evolution, time has proven that man did indeed come from ape.
0: Oh, I'm going to have to disagree with Already? this. Already? Yeah, That's an issue? That does not seem right. You believe a man... Well, God created us in his image. You
1: believe a man in the sky, put a bunch of little ingredients into a cauldron, Yeah, magic,
0: uh, magic sky man
1: okay. made us. Okay, so then I'll change this. Um, <laughs> despite some ridiculous agreement on evolution, uh, humans and chimps differ by just over 1% of their DNA. That's it? That's it. Very right. close. Chimps are actually closer to humans then chimps are to gorillas. So they're more like us. Really? And they're gorillas. What do you
0: think well, of that? gorillas are fucking idiots.
1: We're both primates. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like human... Well, I don't need your degree to, to that. <laughs> uh, like humans, the bond between mother and child is intensely strong. If a mother dies, the orphan chimp may be unable to survive in the wild alone. Mm. There are many similarities between chimp babies and human babies. Mm. Both love to play. Both are curious. Both learn through observation and imitation. Mm-hmm. Both need constant attention. And they need affection for proper development.
0: The constant attention part is fucked up.
1: Well, it's like a child. It's like it would be the constant attention that your son needs,
0: oh, he which is that it. he
1: he would not survive in the world without
0: you. No, he did. He did survive in the world without you. Yeah, for the first like four years, we just put him in a doghouse out back.
1: Should on what with recording your story. Is? This is being recorded out loud. What? Uh, chimps are capable of emotion. They feel happiness, they feel sadness, they feel love, they feel loss. They are as emotional as man in many ways. All right. So this has driven man to use chimps to learn more about ourselves. For instance, uh, from the 1900s through the 1930s, a team of scientists attempted to to teach chimps to speak. Okay. (laughs) To actually speak English. Yeah. However, when chimps did not grasp our complex language,
0: critics were vindicated.
1: Uh they felt critics. That the, the,
0: the critics the critics. The lunatics. Uh, I love the fucking critics. <laughs> the
1: critics. Yeah, the people who were like, I don't think they can speak if you fucking shout at them. Um The animals could not wrap their otherwise expressive lips around our words. In most <laughs> successful cases, they would make sounds charitably interpreted as short words such as mama, papa, cup, and up. Uh, after years and years of training, but that was more uh, wishful hearing than anything. Yeah,
0: I can't. They were believing those the, are those are bullshit sounds. Yeah,
1: they were believing the chimps would say what they. But I, I always. Gaga,
0: that's it. Said mama, right? It said mama, gaga yeah, yeah, that's mama.
1: Or cupping up. I mean, actually, uh. you know what they really were doing is it was like the th- the noise where they'd be like, yeah, like that was oh, like one of the oh, things. Yeah.
0: Oh. Oh, he's saying up. He's saying up. He wants to go up. Oh, oh, I've been in here for nine years, and I'm going crazy, so that's up. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, get ready. A 1925 <laughs> scientific article suggested that sign language could be used as an alternative. But okay. serious efforts to teach non-vocal communication to apes only really began in the 1960s. Researchers attempted to teach individual signs derived from American Sign Language, or ASL. To a chimp named Washu, uh-huh. to a gorilla named Coco, and to an orangutan named Chantik. I've heard of Coco. Coco, we all know about Coco's Coco. the fucking business. Coco, I'll Friends tell you with crazy. Robin a crazy, you you know the, that video? Yeah. And you know that when they told, yeah, like, Coco had this amazing Made video. Made a sad
0: sign. Yeah, sign. and
1: Coco expressed sadness when he found out Robin Williams uh, had died. As you many. do not
0: want to know uh, some of the movie reviews Coco gave to Robin
1: no, Williams. No, actually, they were there was a concerted effort to hide Flubber from Coco for years. <laughs> they did not want Coco to know about it. That her Father's Day they hid. Uh, by the way, Coco hated Billy Crystal.
0: Did not like Billy. They Crystal? Hated Billy Crystal. Well, well, we are so much like monkeys. It's yeah, amazing.
1: I'm telling you, we're close. Yeah, we're very close. Um, so they, so they would try to teach them. Uh, and Sarah, a chimpanzee, learned to manipulate arbitrary plastic symbols standing for words. And another chimpanzee named Lana used an early computer keyboard with arbitrary symbols that re- researchers called lexigrams. So there was every indication. That, you know, that they they were able to communicate. That, right. Uh, chimps and apes were able to, to grasp this. Okay. So in the 1960s and 70s, it became the golden age of the ape language learning.
0: Fuck yeah. This is when the Planet of the Apes happened. Yeah. And people,
1: yeah, no, people think the 70s were disco. No, no that's it was right the golden where, age of ape language if learning. If
0: you go back and look at the the video historical recordings, that's yeah. when the apes took over.
1: Coco was in Studio 54 with Andy Warhol. That's all what I'm talking about. Jim and all that. Um, Researchers claimed that apes had learned tens, even, in some cases, hundreds of signs. But popular accounts went farther. They had uh, said that apes had actually held conversations and that apes had grasped sign language. Still, in the mid-1970s, a scientific debate was raging over the origin of language. There were two camps. Those who held that human language was part of a continuum, in which case we'd expect other primates to have the rudiments of language, and those who thought that language was uniquely human, and there would be no evolutionary trace of it in other apes.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, those guys seem kind of like dicks, though. Who? The guys who say that it's just human. The human's the only ones that can be possible. Yeah. Well, That, that I, just I, seems like, you know, fucking egotistical horseshit. Well, we... And, t- I talked to your cat... Yeah, well, listen, Jose
1: is, we've all, Jose scraps sign language really well. He's, really, <laughs> he's caught on fast. But yes, uh, for sure, it yeah. is, it, it's crazy, and... Um, That's egotism. So, so although the trained apes often would use two to three signs, the question really was, do the hand gestures constitute words? Do they truly understand that signs or the lexigrams stood for objects or actions? Were there strings, or were there, were, did they know they were stringing together like two to three word sentences? Right. Which brings us
0: oh, I feel we're going get to it to Herbert Terrace.: Oh, fucking Herbert.:
1: A man who focused much of his career on developing a theory that explains how humans arrived at language when primates did not. He was uh, Brooklyn raised, Terrace earned a BA.. in psychology, an .MA. in Experimental psychology from Cornell and a PhD in psychology from Harvard.:
0: Oh shit, All so right, he's, he's not real a, deal.
1: He's not an idiot. Um, as a graduate student, much of Terrace's work focused on pigeons which is I feel like we're mom making... and dad are proud. Okay. <laughs> what was it? He just moved
2: into a house with a bunch of was pigeons. Was he talking
1: to pigeons? <laughs> well, what is his so his dissertation about with pigeons showed how they could learn to tell colors apart without making mistakes.
0: Nope. But after <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows. I mean, why not just kill yourself instead of
1: <laughs> I think he thinks it's red. The Pete like the teacher watching it was like Jesus Christ, Herb. Okay. Um But after coming to Columbia, he found his way back to the subject that had interest him as an undergraduate, language and behavior. One catalyst was his reading of Verbal Behavior, a 1957 book by B.F. Skinner, his hero, that had been notoriously criticized by the MIT linguist Noam Chomsky.
0: Fucking really? Chomsky hammering down?
1: Oh, Chomsky uh, hammering down B.F. Skinner who was Herb's hero, okay? Mm. So Terrace was intrigued by reports of people who were training chimpanzees to use human language, among them Washu, who we uh, heard about earlier. We
0: all know about Washu.
1: We all know about Washu. That's what you do when you get mud on your sneaker. Wash on, wash off. Washu. Um, But Terrace says that the work that was done with Washu, which was basically this couple had Washu, uh, was largely anecdotal. He envisioned taking the next step. Not only training the animal, but also documenting and rigorously vetting the results. So, in 1973, Terrace embarked on a research study. What if an infant chimpanzee was to be taken from his mother's arms oh, and sent to live with a human family in part of a Columbia University? Did we just talk experiment? about how they're close
0: to humans and they need to be around people? Well, uh, I mean, be around their fucking parent and that they would die without him and that they need fucking love and affection from their parent? Yes. We just went through all that, right? Well, yes. Because
1: it sounds like they're creating a monster. Yes, we just went through that, but I, I, I think. Will prove further Mm -hmm. that that is true. (laughs) They do. They
0: they are. I I see this going
1: very wrong. They no. This will be great, Dave. I've been in your position a bunch, and I know the way you're setting it up. No, 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 listen to me. Listen to me. Okay. Because I know what it's like to be in the passenger seat. Okay. I get it. Okay. Yeah. I'm telling you as a friend. Okay. Don't worry. This is a feel. Uh, This is a feel good. This is a feel
0: good story. Okay, well, you're doing it, so... The you know.
1: experiment was a go. And with Terrace, he was tasked with finding his chimp. Where was he going to find it? He ended up going with Dr. William Lemon, two M's, just so you know, who ran a primate research center in Oklahoma. A chimp was to be born in said primate research center. His mother, Caroline, was treated as a breeding machine at the facility. So this facility is terrible, by the way. It's like, you know, cages, chimps, that just not... It's not good.
0: They're just breeding for science.
1: Some breeding for science. Some are just, in, you know, in cages. It's just, yeah, just, just
0: because. It, well, no, it's uh, yeah, it's not so even it's prison.
1: It's prison. It's chimp prison. It's not necessarily for science. It's just the chimp prison. It's just like a reserve for whatever
0: reason. Um, so, so when you walk by the mother chimps. Hand their babies and go, please
1: take my baby with me. Oh, you. they're fine with it.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. So, So. yeah. So, Carolyn was like a
1: breeding machine at the facility. Every one of her babies had been taken from her for experiments. Jesus Christ. She knew the routine well enough to turn her back as soon as her baby was born. Oh, presumably shut Presumably hoping that a human would not notice him. This is not a feel-good story. But how can a chimpanzee hide her baby when she lives in a bear cage? Answer. She can't, David. Ugh. The chip was taken from her a few days after his birth. And he was to be used in Terrace's weird
0: experiment of putting a chimp into the real world. This is the same kind of shit that the apes do when they take over. But go it's ahead. It's easy. Dave,
1: <laughs> I'm not going to have you bringing Caesar into this again. The chimpanzee was to be named Nim Chimpsky. a okay. nod <laughs> to oh Noam, A nod to Noam Chomsky, the hater from earlier. Holy fuck. Or Nim, just to be called Nim. This is just a giant pile of dicks. Nim was distraught over losing his mother... Uh, he, but he was also too scared to let go of his handlers. I mean, he's how like, old is he? He's like three days
0: old. But that's the time to grab a baby chimp. So he's three days old. He's yeah. like the, the mother is like distraught as fuck. Well, the mother is like has already given up. She's dead inside.
1: And they trank her. They they also they they fuck trank yeah, her. They and they have you have to get the baby. He's so small that you have to get him out of her arms before she drops. Otherwise, she'll crush him. So they shoot a trank at her and then they fucking uh, yank her. What's well, a good story? It's fun. It's fun. Oh, I should mention, this is a real feel-good story. Um, So the question was, where would Nim live, and with who? But isn't it obvious, Dave? Nim was to live with a family of a former psychology student of Terrace in a Manhattan brownstone. What? That's right. Nim was to live with a family of rich hippies, essentially. Nim's mother in the experiments was Stephanie Lafarge. The plan was for Stephanie to teach Nim sign language and so test Chomsky's theories about generative grammar. Jesus Christ. To see if he would grasp sign language and be able to communicate. Now. Well, how could he not now that he's psychotic? Well, yeah, no, he's in a good place. She was to raise Nim as a human, and he was to be treated. Go ahead. You can't. It's
0: not a human.
1: In, right. Don't don't tell the Lafarges that. <laughs> she was to raise him as a human, and to be, he was to be treated exactly like Stephanie's seven other children.
0: Come on!
1: Oh, right. Sorry, sorry. I should point out right now that she had seven what? other kids
0: living there. Yeah,
1: yeah. So there's Jesus the family. Christ. It's this now, is the
0: worst sitcom it's, ever. It, it's
1: totally, it's totally like what a sitcom would do in season four when the ratings sink a little bit. <laughs> Just bring a I brought chimp home on.
0: a new kid It's
1: Nim <laughs> Welcome Nim So there's, so there's seven, yeah, <laughs> seven Our new brother is really upset So there's seven There's, there's seven other kids. kids And now there's an eighth The only difference with the eighth is that he was a chimp A tiny one There was no family discussion about Should we or shouldn't we, Lafarge's daughter Jenny Lee recalls It was clear Stephanie was saying Let's have a chimp also, notice in there, she calls her mom Stephanie, which, um...
0: Is there a father in the house? Oh, we'll get to him. Hold on.
1: <laughs> well, some weren't sure about this being the right situation, Tara stood by the decision, saying a chimp could not have a better mother. True. Uh, well, the only other I, mother I, I could think I... of would be Carolyn, its actual mother. <laughs> She would probably be a really good mother for All right, the gym. so there
0: is, there's one other, one mother, other but, candidate. One other candidate. If I'm thinking second mother, I'm thinking, I'm thinking a mother with seven You're kids. Stephanie Who's Lafarge. Kids color by their first name.
1: Stephanie Lafarge, yeah. a genius. Now, yeah. maybe, you know, and we, we might. Can I be, just say? Yeah. Chips love brownstones. Oh, God. I he, mean, I know no one said that yet, but rec- they love brownstones. He recognizes the property value. Okay. Of, yeah, course of course, recognizes course he recognizes them. He's, he's being raised as a human. He understands like, property He, he value. used to watch the Cosby show. Yeah. He, he loves gets brownstones. Um, so, uh, But Stephanie might have been the right call because, as she put it, I knew nothing about monkeys or apes.
0: What the f- Why would you fucking give—
1: Okay. Okay. So she knew nothing. He, That's perfect. he, he basically, the, the whole thing is that he used to fuck her. It, so he used to fuck her and she wants another baby and she, but she's getting older. And she also, she, she was like, I don't remember exactly what she did, but she was in some sort of like, like some sort of psychiatric work and some, sure. some capacity, but it was not anything near associated to this. So it was not. Yeah. So she, she knew nothing. She didn't seem to mind that she knew nothing. She admitted that she never studied anything about chimps or apes while Nim was with her. What she did care about was having what she called an intimate relationship with a mammal. Okay, oh, I
0: want also, you, I want you.
1: also uh, yeah, they used to bang, like I said. Okay. Okay? So that was really the test of all this. So the test, the test essentially is, can a chimp communicate what he is feeling through learned human communication? It would be an expansion of human communication and let us know that language did actually evolve, right? So it's not that humans just came up with language. Language evolved from chimps. Can he form sentences? That's what we're trying to prove by putting Nim in a brownstone with seven other fucking children.
0: Have you seen the show Fish with Ape Vigoda? No, what? It's pretty close. <laughs> um,
1: now, Nim was to dress as a toddler human. He was to eat like a human. He was expected to brush his teeth like a human. He put his pants on one leg at a time every day, just like us humans did. Just like? Okay. Stephanie Lafarge admits to breastfeeding Nim for a while. fuck off. As she did her other human children. What a fucking monster. Who? Nim? He wanted milk. Or Stephanie, the psychopath who let a chimp suck her tit.
0: Breastfeeding a fucking chimp? Breastfeeding a chimp. Oh, I couldn't have bit
1: her tit off. Oh, he's honestly, he's too little. He's too little. Oh, yeah. He's and and, he, it, and yeah. he was so fucked. He was, if you think about it, it is like, the, it's, I mean, like, it would be like, I mean, it would be like, it's, it's orphaning. I mean, it's orphaning a, an, a creature into a, a world that right. it's not meant for. It's one thing if you send someone to an orphanage where they interact with other people who are like them. It's another thing if you send a child no, it's to go like live with a,
0: a Turtle and putting it with
1: cats. It's exactly <laughs> like taking a turtle and putting it with cats. Um, now Stephanie brought him up for a while in her home as if he was a human child,
0: which she shouldn't have done, which that's she should insane. not have done.
1: But she quickly understood that Nim's nature was more powerful than anything. Oh, that's weird. It, she it just dawned on her. In many ways, he was like a baby. Jane Goodall is quoted as saying, when you meet chimps, you meet individual personalities. When a baby chimp looks at you, it's just like a human baby. And this was what she viewed in him as. Within a couple of months, he could scoot around the house. Scoot. And in a few more months, he could climb the walls. Uh-huh. And yet he had diapers on and he was vulnerable and he needed to be fed. Yeah. But very quickly, his physical attributes emerged.
0: That's so weird. I wouldn't expect that and from a very powerful small animal.
1: You were asking about her husband. Yeah. There was a husband. Oh good. There was a husband. Her husband's name was Weir. W E R. And uh I'm sorry. Weir, W E R?
0: It sounded like you started a name and you didn't finish it.
1: I think his parents had died during naming. <laughs> How did Weir feel is your question. He wasn't into it. <laughs> What are we doing? We're. What are we doing? Like We're was not a fan. <laughs> we was not a fan of this. this. Stephanie. Also, it's his uh, like it's his brownstone. So like it's his he, I, he it seem. It seemingly he just got pushed over and he just allowed this with very he had very little he could say about it. But uh, he was not into it. If
0: you don't let me have my monkey, I am leaving with the kids.
1: And there was an age difference, too. You In between
0: know, between, between Weir, Stephanie, Stephanie and Weir. Yeah. And he's, and, he's and Weir and Nim. He's older. Weir's he's older. A
1: little, he's a little older. Probably like probably like fifteen, twenty years old or something like that. Oh, oh boy. Um She's like pushing forty now, right? Or is she No, she's no, she's young. She's probably like like thirty
0: she's young. So she's been cranking out kids.
1: Yeah. I am okay. not I but I'm not a hundred percent I don't know They're, they they right. were super weird hippies okay so but yeah they they had seven seven children I don't know if some of them were weirs, but uh, anyway his name's weird that's what matters uh, Weir was a thinker he was a poet he was not have interested in having a chimp live in his brownstone that's so
0: weird because most poets would love to have a chimp living with them yeah listen I mean who would there's no greater way to do poetry than it with having an animal scurry across it's the It's great roof, for screeching. your
1: material too. Um, it was said uh, he was a poet, and he wasn't interested in having a chimp in his brownstone. It was said that Nim didn't like Weir, and Weir did not like Nim. Nim would begin pulling Weir's books off of the bookshelf, oh, fuck. scattering Weir's books all over the floor. Oh, my God. A clear fuck you to Weir, who was meticulous about his books. Weir had lost his home to Nim, never getting it under control. One day, when Nim was being fed, he, Weir put his arm around Stephanie. Big mistake. Nim did
0: not like what he saw. Oh no!
1: And he bit Weir's hand. Holy hard.
0: fuck! What? How old is fucking Nim now?
1: Nim's just about a year. Jesus Christ! But he's he's a fucking chimp.
0: Yeah. Okay. He, he right. is like he's it's. A, yeah. Again, he's yeah, an animal. So he
1: he also and I mean I don't even know like where you can stand on this, but he, he, you know, he chimps have fangs. Yeah. His fangs were never removed. So yeah, he, he was, he had fangs. Right. So when he bit people, he would fucking bite people. It was becoming clear to weir that if Stephanie had to choose between nim and weir, she would choose nim. Oh, she was shit. that smitten.
0: Well, she loved her little guy.
1: As far as the sign language goes, Stephanie didn't seem that bothered about teaching Nim signs, <laughs> which was the whole point of the fucking experiment. She just wanted a new little hairy baby. Who doesn't? I, I, Truth be told, she wasn't even fluent in sign language.
0: Wait, she, what? I'm sorry. Could you back up? It wasn't the whole deal. Was that she was going to teach? So the whole he, deal sign is language? like,
1: to, yeah. So, so he is like in. So she be she should be signing to him this whole time. It, it should all be about sign language and communication. That's not to say that she wasn't. Like, she knew sign language, and some of her kids knew sign language.
0: But she's not fluent. It,
1: it was not, and it was not a focus. It right. really was not a focus for her.
0: Right, just having a new little monkey baby was a focus. She, I mean,
1: she, she was, like, way more focused on spending quality time with Nim, whether it be breastfeeding Nim, or laying naked with Nim and letting Nim explore her body, uh, oh, or watching on. Nim masturbate, or letting Nim drink alcohol, or even letting Nim smoke pot with her and some other hippies. Wait, Nim was basically allowed to do whatever the fuck he wanted.
0: Oh, God.
1: It, it, he had no rules like, and, and, but I mean, honestly, like she's,
0: you she, have to, even if it's a monkey, you have to give it boundaries. I can't believe I'm, actually No, it, it, it's honestly true. You have to give kids boundaries and you have to give, and if you have an animal living with you, you have to give it boundaries. So she and she didn't give a fuck. Like she just wanted him to be hap- as happy as he could be. Did you say she, the monkey watched. Did you say Nim watched her masturbate? No, she she watched watched Nim Nim masturbate. masturbate,
1: But he was very like physical, and she uh, basically she had she put very little limits on what she would let Nim do, as far as like touch her breasts or like I think like touch her fucking vagina. (laughs) Like I
0: mean, look, he's curious.
1: He's well, and keep in mind too that the you know a chimp, a chimp of uh, like. His life, it, he becomes an adolescent faster. I mean, he's fucking one, so it's not right, like right, he's, right. Yeah. But he, they do—they do, not like a one-year-old human. Yeah, he's a little older. Right. I mean, you know, not masturbation a lot older. age. He's, no, I don't even know. If he's masturbation age. Who knows what he's? I mean, I guess every chimp is masturbation. age. <laughs> that seems to be what they love to do—is masturbate. Uh, Nim was basically allowed to do whatever he wanted. He would climb the walls. He would rip apart pillows, and he was never told no. So, just to recap, what's going on here, Dave? No banners. Herb's former student bang buddy Stephanie, uh-huh. who was supposed. To be teaching him sign language in the name of science Mm -hmm. is, in actuality, just getting high with him and letting him play with her naughty bits. (laughs) That's where we are.
0: Just so we're clear, look, it's going to make a great comedy. So you're
1: probably wondering where the architect Herb Terrace was.
0: Oh yeah, right. Was he checking in all the time? He's the guy who started this whole thing. It's his experiment.
1: He would check in from time to time, uh, time? and he would look at the results. He didn't come by much though. Herb stood by that decision by suggesting that a chimp will always gravitate towards the mother. He also was cold to Nim, viewing him more as an experiment, not a living and breathing feeling uh, being. Nim didn't care for Herb much either, biting him one day when he tried to pull him from a high place. Jesus
0: Christ.
1: And in general, it is true that, like, a chimp, like, is, it, you know, it's going to go more maternal. But still, you should not, like, it, it, he he put it in this fucking brownstone. Yeah. And it's there. And he doesn't do shit. Right. Um, so Nim was, but, but still, Nim was smart. He, he really was. He was learning signs as time wore on. He was starting to say things like play and Nim and eat and hug. He was minorly connecting thoughts. He was sweet. He was empathetic. But Stephanie still refused to control Nim. And Herb was taking note that this was maybe not the best environment for Nim and science. Nim was only a year and a half old, but it was obvious there was no discipline. Stephanie eventually stopped listening to Herb completely, (laughs) shaking off charts for progress. Stephanie did nothing. There were literally—she took no notes. There were no tracking stats. There was no schedule. There were no journals. There was zero. And that's why Herb Terrace is such an asshole, because he just let this go on for 18 months. 18 months Nim is there going apeshit, masturbating, like smoking weed, drinking— and he's Ugh. learning very few signs, just that he's picking up.
0: That's insane.
1: <clears throat> so Herb finally made a good decision. He decided to try to move on from Stephanie. All right. He put up a sign looking for people to participate in a sign language experiment at Columbia, and in walked Laura
0: and Petito. Okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. This isn't a thing where you put up a fucking flyer. Yeah, yeah. No, like, do you want to learn how to play the drums? This. <laughs> what? Simple <laughs> flyer. Looking for a drummer and someone to uh, house a dog walker, uh, an adolescent chimp. Yep, and teach it how to speak English. Teach it how to talk with its hands. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Now this is going to go great. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now, uh, now a chimp that has already had the horror of being ripped away from its mother is now going to be ripped away from its other mother.
1: Yes. However, well, okay. So, so that, so, okay. So she, she walks in, she's 18, she's attractive. She immediately recognizes the scientific integrity of all this and they couldn't just like yank him out. Um, I, like, there are very few good calls made. Uh, one of them being that they couldn't just yank him away. So, what they started to do was, Laura started to come over to Stephanie LaFarge's house, and she was there as a teacher. She was teaching Nymph signs and started to form uh, a bond. A bond. With hey, now, girl. How do you think Stephanie took that?
0: Well, she's going to get jealous.
1: Not good. Stephanie did not like Laura. She felt threatened by all the teaching, and she could see him slipping away to his new favorite. She she really was so steadfast in the belief that he should not be learning.
0: Is this a weird question? But is, is Laura hot? Laura is hot.
1: <laughs> Laura is hot. So she, so so what? What Stephanie ended up doing was she attempted to limit when they could come over and see him. This is Herb. She's like, yeah, you can't come over right now. So finally, NIM's busy climbing the wall. Yeah, like yeah, NIM's masturbating on my tits. So you can't come over now. He's getting high. Later, he's getting high. He's eating Weir's brain. Um, right wow. now, Nim's eating Weir's brain like it's a pumpkin. He's emptying. Poor Weir. Um, so finally, after a little bit of time, Nim was removed from the brownstone, and Stephanie LaFarge's quote unquote care.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: after the ordeal, Stephanie LaFarge admitted to not wanting Nim to learn any language.
0: Jesus fucking Christ. What a fucking asshole. She is such an asshole.
1: Uh, Nim was moved to a room in Columbia University, a place where he would not be treated like a goddamn party animal. Oh, it's time for college. Uh, it's right, exactly. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, Let's this is the this. sequel, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Nim goes to college now, baby. Um, here, Laura came up with a schedule, and she started to teach Nim. See what he could really do. She was great. Every few days, he's learning more and more signs. As time wore on, I told you this is going to be a good
0: ending hey, dude, story. It's, it's
1: great. As time wore on, Nim is getting bigger, and he's getting smarter. And yeah. a move was needed. But basically, she's just like in this little room teaching him and he's like absorbing signs. he's like getting it he's the words are just i mean he's learning more and more yeah. becoming much more expressive um but he's too big so where what are they going to do well herb came up with a plan to go to the president of columbia university and suggest that they move nim into a 37 room mansion in the new york palisades that columbia
0: owned the oh my God! What the well, this is season three? We're already there. Yeah, that was
1: a short. Yeah, it's true.
0: <laughs> the college years were, went by so fast. Well, listen, I mean, and we're the, already in season three. Yeah,
1: and now, yeah, now now NIM's now NIM's Richie Rich moving on up. Yeah, totally. I mean, this is crazy. So, so he suggested we move NIM into a thirty-seven room mansion in the Palisades. The president uh, was not sure and said, "Okay, if Herb would pay for the heat." What? Herb said sure he'll pay for the heat. And then the president basically said yes, take a two-year-old chimp to this 37-room mansion. What? Because that makes sense.
0: Is no one so no one else is in the mansion? Nobody. So it's just gonna be him and Laura?
1: Well, what they're they're actually gonna start they're gonna expand it and they're gonna bring uh, more teachers in. So what they did was Laura and Herb moved in uh, to this mansion. They hired more teachers for Nim. Uh, but Laura was to be the, the Nim's primary teacher, the head project coordinator, and essentially the mother. She again was to raise him just like a, tiled, a child while attempting to teach him American Sign Language. When Nim arrived at the 37 room mansion, he was elated. <laughs> He'd been living in this fucking brownstone. He'd been staying in a room in Columbia. And
0: now he's got a fucking giant place to fucking swing his shit He's never really seen
1: nature. So he's seen grass. Um, He's happy. He's happy as he can be, at least. And being a consummate professional. Wait,
0: I didn't think about that. So it's not not even taking a a fucking chimp and putting him in housing it's taking him chin- and a chimp and putting him in a city like he hasn't seen fucking he's trees like a, and,
1: i always think that with dogs in new york when i yeah, see dogs in I new york way. shit on concrete i'm like it just must be a little weird for them
0: yeah totally
1: like I, they get comfortable with it but it's just a little weird no it's got to be weird but he he's he's never i mean and the whole thing again is like you know that's the idea is to like treat him like a regular fucking human right so i mean that's part of it um so he was, he's over the moon um, And, you know, her uh, terrorist Being a consummate professional Eventually began sleeping with Laura Even though she was 18 and he was in his late 30s
0: Oh my god He's
1: a fucking pervert
0: Oh, but come on He's using a monkey to get laid That's fucking he, he, amazing I, I
1: mean, he But that's why he also took it to St- He like, took hey. it to Stephanie Because he used the banger
0: Hey, what's your and- name? Laura? Is it Laura? Yeah You ever seen a monkey? Your dick's out Yeah um, that's not the monkey I'm talking about. You ever seen a monkey? No. Don't look. Don't look down there. Look up here. Uh huh. No. Want, you want to see a monkey? Sure. All right. Come on. You mean your dick, right? No. it's gonna be a monkey. I feel like this ends with your dick. It's, yeah, it does.
1: I knew it. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, yeah. So herbs, a consummate pro. Um, so NIM, but NIM again is getting bigger. He is growing. His diapers eventually become an issue. Yeah, sure. Uh, like he's, I they mean.
0: Ma- they don't make a giant baby diapers. No, not, Target not, does not have make giant diapers. baby diapers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mommy, not a wow. Chimp sec- There's yeah. not a chimp section at Target. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: I think that's what the plan was here. Um,. But Laura was communicating with him so fluidly that she was actually able to tell, and he could communicate to her when he had to use the toilet. With sign language. With sign language. He would gesture that he had to go to the bathroom, yep. and he was putting senses together. He That's was learning more and more. That's amazing
0: that a, 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 an intelligent animal can point its butt. Yeah. He, They've really
1: made some progress. Yeah, it's true. But he, he again, he, uh, like, okay, his estimated, his, when uh, adult... His estimated size was to be 5'11", 150 pounds, and to be six times stronger than a man. Jeez. Okay? So around three years old, he begins to realize his strength, and he begins to become a little sassy. <laughs> uh, he gets into attack mode more and more.
0: Does he? Is he able to sign, I don't take any shit?
1: No shit.
0: No, no shit. No shit.
1: Like, he just says no and then throws his shit. <laughs> no shit. Huh? No shit.
0: Starts carrying a chalice the around way, the
1: house. By the way, uh, recently heard a thing with Jane Goodall where uh, you know the, there is the stereotype that monkeys love to throw their shit.
0: They just do it at people, right? They
1: just do it in captivity. <laughs> the only reason monkeys throw their shit is because they're in captivity
0: and they're in fucking hell. And prisoners like to throw their shit on the walls. Yeah, of course they do. Crazy ones. I mean, yeah.
1: you, gotta make, you gotta make statements. Mel Gibson did it on South Park. Um, so he, he would go into attack more and more and more. If he didn't like how you stood up, he would go into attack mode if you didn't share food with him. He would go into attack mode. Nim would get pissed and he would sh- he would show you by staring at you and the hairs on him would stand up. Oh fuck that. He would bark.
0: Nobody was, needs that shit hair standing up. He would
1: bark. He was threatening. He still had those fangs. He was by all means a wild animal. If you showed weakness in his presence, he exploited it. He he could put you in your place in a violent and aggressive way. So they all said you couldn't be too kind to him. As he became an adolescent, He, you had to make him respect you.
0: Right, you set boundaries. You got to set boundaries. The thing about respecting and the respect works with a kid because they're they're scared of you. Yes. Not physically, but you know they're yeah. He he
1: physically needed to know that you were not afraid to get physical with him. And I mean, there were many teachers who would come in and out of this this experiment, and. A lot of them would not be you know, if he if he thought you were weak right away, he would be like, Go fuck yourself and he well, would
0: yeah, I would you. be weak. I wouldn't fucking look at a monkey oh, and be like, oh, I'm
1: better than you. Dude, me and me and Evan worked on this show where uh it was the worst show, but one of the things you had monkey to do. Monkey Cop? Monkey Cop, you remember it. Yeah, it was not good. I mean,
0: I loved it. Yeah, I no, know. You.
1: Yeah, no. I mean New York Times said this show's bananas.
0: Some of the best takedowns in Thank ever you.
1: Seen. Um <clears throat> But there was a it was a a terrible it was like a terrible like Hollywood story where there's like a chimp who is being fed McDonald's like by an owner and he's there, and he had to do these improv things. I won't bore people with this nonsense, but he had to do this
0: improv shit. Oh, my God. That was Improv Monkey. That's a great show. It's a
1: terrible show. He could not yes and. He would, he would no poo. He did yes shit. He yes pooed. Um, uh. but it, and you'd watch it, and he, he was on a leash the whole time. And he was so domesticated, but still
0: angry. It, nah, you could sense it, it. it just It's off There's, Yes There's It's off. off It's totally because off Because it's a wild animal And you have it on a leash In a studio
1: Yes <laughs> And it Yeah And they would give him Jolly Ranchers It was great Oh god Yeah yeah Um so you couldn't be kind. Uh, he, as he became an adolescent, if you were not mean, he wouldn't respect you. The fact of the matter is he respected people who would actually bite him or hit him. Joyce Butler, a new oh my teacher... Oh, God. This sounds
0: like my kid.
1: He's just like Finn. I've always yeah, said that. Yeah, um, the I bit, fact
0: I bit him so hard yesterday. Uh, you, you have to at this age. Yeah, like he you wouldn't. Yeah. yeah, he looked at me weird. Now got was like, a teacher. like, all right, here we go.
1: Make that hair on your back stand That's up. That's right. The back of your neck stand up and fucking show that little guy. Um... But Joyce Butler, uh, a newly hired teacher, bit Nim's ear when he misbehaved immediately when she met him. He like What? Bit. He bit her. She bit his ear. Shut up. And then their relationship
0: was solidified. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. Well, this lady gets it. Yeah, he really was. You know what? I like this one. This uh, one's solid. She fucking almost bit my ear off. She's great. Laura, stick around.
1: however, uh, was getting attacked a little bit more and more by him Because Nim. Laura is soft and gentle. Laura And Laura's known him Since he was little Yeah Like the difference Between him when he was 18 months or a year right. He's changed a to lot To now is vastly different
0: Let's face it We've he, all he seen knew,
1: him He knew That he could get shit Right Like it was almost It's almost like, like Neo and the Matrix Being like Wait I'm the fucking I'm Neo Right Like he started to realize Like fuck I'm stronger I can get what I fucking want From these people It's a lot like Neo It's a lot like I've always said that um, but Laura was getting tacked more and more. One time having to receive 37 stitches in her arm.
0: Another time Nim ripped a tendon out of her wrist. You know what? Work is hard. Work's hard. Um, today I had a, I had an eye taken out and I don't have any tendons in my arms. Anymore. Yeah.
1: No, 37 stitches. He, and they said that he almost needed to draw blood to stop. And she went back. She was there. She, she went back after getting 37. So she's 30, fucking nuts. 37 stitches. It, she's they, crazy. They all seemingly form a bond with Nim, where they it almost doesn't matter. It's almost worth it. Um, the good news is Herb Terrace didn't seem to find any of this too alarming and did very little why to would you, it.
0: Why would it be alarming that a, a, a fucking wild animal ripped a tendon out of a human? It's true. It, it, it's it, a it job. Makes,
1: it, You should, would be surprised if he didn't attack people. Uh, so Herb didn't do much, but he was growing tired of his relationship with Laura, and he called it quits. What? Uh, he Who gets was, tired of fucking an 18 year old? Yeah. She, uh, when she was, le- so so oh, that wait. was it. Uh, so I she just... decided she was heartbroken and she decided she was going to leave the project.
0: Oh, man. It was all about him. And that's what got her to go. She got well, 37
1: yeah. stitches. She got her tendon ripped out. And yeah. that was she- herb. Um, you know where it hurts?
0: Inside. So many stitches. It hurts right in here. There's not so enough many stitches. So many emotional stitches. Not enough stitches to take care of what happened to me.
1: When she was leaving, Nim could tell. Really? Yeah. She had boxes. He could tell she was leaving. She, he was being held by somebody. And as he was leaving, uh, he jumped basically off of a balcony to go to her. He went up to her, took her by the head, and bashed her head into the concrete. It took four men to restrain him. She would survive this heartfelt
0: good Holy shit. What? Yeah. Holy fuck. Oh my God! That's exactly how he broke up with the two of my girlfriends. It, you, I thought it
1: sounded familiar yeah. when I read it. Off the fucking balcony, he smashed the head. I thought it sounded. You familiar. leave, just so like she, that. Yeah. So he and she's she. Well, that's love. That is love. That's true. Was he love.
0: wearing a wife beater? <laughs> <laughs> he was drinking a
1: blatz. <laughs> He's having a can of Blatts, smoking a Newport and a wife beater. Waiting for NASCAR to come yeah, on. Yeah, wait, waiting for his NASCAR <laughs> shit. He's like, bitch, I told you, lady. Goddamn. Um, so after her departure, Nim really began bonding with uh, Joyce, who the, the lady who bit the him out uh, of year, respect. Yeah. And another teacher named Bill Tynan. Oh, Bill. Bill. They would take uh, Nim on walks. They would have little picnics with him. And, uh, of course, uh, Bill and Joyce started fucking because Nim was like Viagra.
0: Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> if you went through something very fast, mm-hmm. and it sounded like you said okay. something that, um, can you repeat that? Well, which part? The <laughs> part about Joyce The fucking? little picnics? No. They weren't fucking Nim.
1: Bill and Joyce started. Oh fucking.
0: God, I thought you said she was no, fucking monkey. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 don't worry. No, Nim is. So
0: Bill and Joyce are fucking, which is a great choice so around and Joyce, a crazy monkey. Like, But that's what seems to happen is that like you, it's like. Let me just, let me tell you something right now. I don't know shit about chimps. Okay. But I can tell, I know they can smell dick on you. Yeah. Oh, for
1: sure. <laughs> so. Yeah. But so they're like spending all this time with him and they both are like bonding with him and like, and then they just started, started dating. banging.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, so bad idea. Nim, it's always a bad idea to start like a, a coworker relationship, but not when there's a monkey involved. Yeah. Don't shit where you chimp. No.
1: <laughs> Honestly. Good Lord. Um,
0: or chimp will shit you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nim love cats on some of their walks. <laughs> on some of their walks. They would let Nim play with the cat. Oh, God, don't do that. He loved the cats. He would hold them. He would pet them. No. He was so excited by them that he sometimes would shake with nerves while petting them.
0: Oh, God, it's like, have we not seen the play?
1: As Nim's sexuality grew, he began to really love cats. Oh,
0: no! Oh God damn it. He it's began so to rub
1: the cats up hairy. against his chimp love shaft.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. But
1: it wasn't, he was never trying to, it was like if a dog humped your leg, he was never, there was never like fear of insertion, but he would take the cats and he would start to well, sort it's so of like, soft. like, yeah, he would start to, be, sorry.
0: It's so soft. Never thought about this, but cats are very soft. Right. But, and not if you have a dick, And you're a monkey. I'm going to lock Jose in the other room real quick. You get... Huh? No, I'm saying if you're a monkey, it's like having a little little fuck thing. Right. You rub it against your... uh, Okay,
1: didn't see you taking Nim's side in this one. I think Nim's
0: making the first really good decision he's made. (laughs) I mean, he's not putting his dick in there. He's he, just rubbing he, he it up not, against him. He was not, but his
1: his humps were aggressive, and the okay. cats they started to have to take away the cats. Well, the more cats and more. probably
0: didn't enjoy it all that much. Well,
1: when he would pet them, he would he was he it, he was like nervous
0: about. Would he was this when he really started talking? Oh, him and pet him and rub him and.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, Mister Bond, I expect you to die. <laughs> uh, so they eventually started to have to take the cats uh, away from him. Um...
0: We do that with our son, Finn, when he tries to fuck the cats. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, it sounds genetic from the way you just acted. Um,
0: I mean, it's a family
1: thing. Okay. It was not lost on any of us. It goes back,
0: from what I understand, generations all the way to monkeys. Okay.
1: You're claiming that you never evolved out of...
0: Some things we kept.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dave. Dave. Dave, don't. Uh, Nim was very communicative. Mm -hmm. He, uh, all of his teachers believed they were having actual conversations with him. Um, when things were going really well, Herb decided that it was time to force Bill, Joyce, and Nim to start coming into Columbia at times to record some of the interactions. So they would basically now, like, he's, he's there and he's learning, but Herb decides that he wants, like, actual footage of this, so he insists they go in, and Nim, and they, they, Nim hated the classroom. He missed the mansion. Sure. it was a small brick room with no windows. No, it's fucking horse shit. And he quickly learned... That, yeah, it's it, he hates it. Wait,
0: why did they bring him in there? What's the fucking point?
1: Because he uh, Herb Terrace, for whatever reason, seemed to be a fan of a more sterile environment. Well,
0: he's a fucking idiot. We already yes, know this. where there
1: was more focus, that's true. Sterile. Was,
0: this is the guy who had him living with fucking crazy McTitty. And defended uh, it.
1: And defended it for a long, long time.
0: Crazy McTitty hippie
1: chick. Uh, quickly, Nim learned that in the classroom, if he had to go to the bathroom, he could leave the classroom.
0: Oh. Which meant that Nim
1: started signing that he had to go to the bathroom more and more until it became a problem. Nim kept saying he had to go to the bathroom and he was really just ditching class.
0: <laughs> he's like a fucking teenager, Dude, now. I love him. I remember
1: I mean I the remember fucking, I did
0: that. Dude, Who didn't do that? I
1: somebody told me one time that if you left a class for five minutes. Every class, you went to the bathroom for five minutes every class, at the end of the year, at the end of the year, you'd miss like seven days of school or something. Dude. Oh my god, that, someone did math. It stuck with me so much <laughs> that I every class I was like, Yep, gotta do five minutes. Like teachers would be like, seriously? I'd be like, yep. I like clockwork, had to do it every single class. Um, Nim was starting to like Herb less and less. Herb really would That's just show really up weird. for yeah. He's a shithead. Herb <clears throat> would show up mainly for photo shoots. Uh, with Nim, or when someone wanted to interview him, he wanted Nim there, kind of his arm candy. Herb was getting bit more and more by Nim. However, the worst bite of all uh, did not happen to Herb. It happened one day when oh, Bill, Bill was handing oh. Nim to another trainer. Bill. So they would basically, like, they would he have... He smelled Joyce on him. They would have... they would. Bill doesn't get bit. They would have rope attached to their belt <laughs> that would be attached to Nim, and then they would... like pass Nim to the other trainer who would take him and then they would attach Nim to that person's belt right Um, so it was a really common transaction and as Nim was being passed off to a female trainer he bit her face basically ripping her cheek down Uh, blood gushed out and she was immediately taken to the hospital Uh. Uh, it turns out she would be okay if okay means having to let it heal on its own because it couldn't be sutured for fear of infection.
0: God, what?
1: Yeah, so that was a fun
0: year. Oh my God, what?
1: Fun year? I don't know what. How long? What
0: it's does been. that even mean?
1: It means that. <laughs> it means that her cheek to hold
0: it like what? Would you...
1: I think that I. I think they just had to like keep it like an open fucking wound, like and let it like almost like scab heal. Oh fuck. It. Okay. Yeah. I look. Who knows? I mean, this is not. This is not the fucking 1830s. But yeah, she had to keep her fucking. <laughs> yeah, it is. Going. No, it
0: officially is the 1830s. It is. Yeah, uh, it's not far off.
1: So it was becoming more evident to people that Chim uh, that Nim was a fucking chimpanzee. Really? Yeah. With all that going on, Terrace's teaching schedule, and with what he was calling babysitting problems.
0: Oh my god. He eventually
1: decided to bring Nim's tenure at Columbia
0: to a close. You gotta go ahead and wrap this up. He was shutting down the experiment. Well, why not? Just let's put him out in the, uh, I guess, just toss him in the river or whatever. Garbage night. Yeah, garbage garbage night. night.
1: That was it. Herb gathered all of the teachers and told them that was a wrap. He said it was done, and they were all heartbroken. Um, Mainly because they all felt like while he was becoming violent, while he was, you know, an animal, he was learning. It was working. Sure. I mean, so, yeah. Okay. So what if Nim, Dave? Where do you put him? Where does he go? Is there a monkey? He's farm? age five at this point. He's okay. been raised by humans. What about whole... a zoo?
0: He can't go to a zoo? Dave. He's, we're, no, because he's been around humans, so he can't be around monk, um, other chimps. Well, zoos, or... But
1: zoos are terrible.
0: Okay. So what about like a, uh, like a ranch for wayward chimps? It's amazing how close you're getting to some stuff.
1: (laughs) He was age five, and he'd been raised by humans his whole life. That is all he knew. So Herb made a call to Dr. Lemon at the Institute for Primate Studies. Okay. The same facility where Nim was born. Uh, The plan was to return
0: Nim there. No, that's like a fucking... That is worse than a zoo. Back to Shawshank, baby. Oh, that's fucking worse than Shaw... Well, they did close Shawshank because of all the... Herb wrote in his
1: 1979 book, Nim... The regularities in our corpus that were noted before NIM returned to Oklahoma gave me reason to believe that NIM was creating primitive sentences. Our intensive post Oklahoma effort at data analysis had hardly begun. However, when I began to doubt that NIM's combinations were legitimate sentences, Terrace concluded that despite long strings of signs such as give orange, me give, eat orange, me eat orange, give me, eat orange, give me you, Nim's actual sentences average 1.5 signs and were not sentences at all had nim's learning ground to a uh, had nim's learning ground to a halt or had he just gotten what he wanted with the longer strings of signs terence concluded that nim had never signed a true sentence oh my and that God. many of nim's individual signs immediately followed similar signs by his trainers close examination of his films convinced terence that nim mostly imitated trainers often after prompting, prompting. Furthermore, Terrace analyzed films of other ape projects, including two about Washu, and concluded that in those projects, too, trainers repeatedly prompted and then interpreted separate
0: responses as sentences. What about Coco?
1: Well, the tr- what about Nim? I mean, they're all, like, he's yeah, wrong. But you can't
0: just say all the fucking experiments are wrong.
1: He is, his claim is that he found, yeah, he, his, his findings said that, that primates... Chimps does he were die, unable.
0: Does he die at the end of this? To communicate, he's still alive. Okay, <laughs> that's a bad
1: idea. <clears throat> um, if so, I,
0: if I had found the story, he would have died. At listen, the
1: end. I'm ready to go hurt him. Uh, he
0: would have been airdropped over a, a listen, Dave. A, a, listen, a jungle in Africa.
1: Well, the good news is he's probably dating a 16 year old right now. So, <laughs> who gives a shit? So they chartered a plane. To,
0: Call me monkey.
1: They chartered a plane. They drugged Nim, and they
0: headed back to Oklahoma. Oh, perfect. When you wake up, this shit's going to be so fucking weird. Man, let me tell you how bad drugs are, Nim. You're going to come out of this shit, and you're going to be in a fucking cage with your mom yeah, well, who doesn't know you. To be fair, he probably
1: already shot heroin with Stephanie. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, definitely
0: did mushrooms and peyote with for Stephanie. For sure. No doubt. Yeah.
1: When they got there, Bill and Joyce were shocked. This was not what anyone thought it would be. There were a lot of chimps, and they were all caged in. It was essentially a chimp jail. Now, keep in mind, Nim had never seen another chimp that wasn't his mother, and he'd only seen her for like two days. Oh, my God. And that was a long time ago. He never saw another chimp. He'd never seen
0: another chimp. All right, so you're a dude, and you are now... Fifteen? Yes. Right? So you, you were taken away from your mother and raised by turtles. Yeah. And so all you know is turtles. It's and like then taking... you get sent back to a you get sent back to fucking Cochrane. Yes. And they go, All right, have a good time. Yeah. It's like taking Mobley from the jungle book and putting him in a public school
1: <laughs> at sixteen. <laughs> and being like, Why is he not adapting?
0: Why doesn't he like it? Um, Wait, so did Bill and Joyce leave him there or did they try to take him away?
1: Well, okay. so they pull up. Joyce recalls her and them both thinking the exact same thing at the exact same time. Holy shit. What Herb Terrace politely called a more primitive facility than what I had remembered. Some fences were electrified. Oh god, He remembered it. (sighs) This fucking dude. Some fences were electrified because of chimp on chimp killings. Some attendants at the facility had electric prodders to keep the chimps in line. It's just so different than what they he's gone have a, through.
0: They didn't have a lady that bit ears? <laughs> no, they
1: didn't have a lady biting like ears. Like a recess no. lady who no, bit ears? No, no, no. They just had, uh, they just had prods. All right. Um, so in order to ease in Nim a little bit, they set up a chimp play date with a chimp named Mac. Uh, Mac and Nim, Mac was also a chimp who was like a little more withdrawn. So they actually got along okay, and Nim was starting to learn. This is not over the course of months. This is over the course of a day or a couple days. Right. Um, So they felt like they had acclimated Nim enough to that facility. Bill picked up Nim, took him into the facility, took him into a cage, tied his lease to the cage, shut the door, and left. Nim was kept in his own small cage, and he could be heard screaming as Bill left. Oh. Nim was on his own. He was given no special oh treatment. Oh my god! He was just one of the other chimps. He was extremely distressed. He bit a trainer, and he was shocked with a prod. He was looked at by a spoil like a spoiled child by some of the workers. Of course, he was. They were like, "Look at fancy
0: pants." Oh, here's Mister. I went to a private school. He's totally private school. Welcome to the real world, motherfucker. Uh, Bob
1: Ingersoll, a graduate student at the University of Oklahoma, was working as a research assistant at the primate facility and met Nim on his first day. You could read fear and apprehension through his facial expression and his body language, Ingersoll says. It was very distressing to him, and some of us were really worried about Nim, and we spent quite a lot of time with him, making sure he was eating and drinking and not being picked up by the other chimps. Ingersoll was Nim's saving grace. After a year had gone by, Herb Terrace came back to the primate facility for a photo shoot with Nim. Nim was screaming and was so happy to see Herb. Herb thought Nim was totally happy to see him. In reality, Nim thought seeing Herb meant that he was going home. He wasn't. Later that day, Herb left and never came back. It was the last time he would
0: see Nim. That's too bad because Nim should get to kill him. I just agree. snap his neck, and oh. maybe they see each other on a subway in ten years. I'm just, I'm just. Uh, uh, I would love it. And then Nim just snaps, snaps his neck on the two. That'd be great. And then he goes to fucking work. That'd be great. Yeah, I could see him functioning in the business world. Yeah, for sure. He's got. He's definitely got what it takes to work for a hedge fund. He could definitely.
1: Be, he could definitely be on the Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> um, Nim was depressed. You're
0: fired. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry,
1: hired, 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 hired. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, he was a terrible project manager. <laughs> Nim was depressed, reality was setting in, and Ingersoll could tell, so he took further interest in Nim. He immediately began using sign language with Nim to comfort him. He said the chimp was never aggressive around him and quickly became one of his good friends. It was easy to hang out with him, he says. He did for me the same thing that I did for him, which was make him feel comfortable and certain and familiar with the situation. Bob Ingersoll walked with Nim, but he didn't bribe him with treats, and Nim loved Bob for it. Bob knew what the other workers with Nim had done. He could communicate. Herb was wrong. He was an idiot. He would tell you about the berries he found. He knew how to ask you to play specifically. He actually signed Stone Smoke Time Now to us first, Ingersoll says. We were shocked. Although we were familiar with chimpanzees that did things like drinking and smoke cigarettes and that sort of thing, I'd never had a chimpanzee request weed from me. Cards? That was an eye opener. Smoke, cards. Obviously, watch, Bob got watch jerk. Bob. Watch jerk. <laughs>
2: cat. Stephanie watched cat. Jer- cat. cat cat cat. Cat suck dick. Cat suck dick smoke joint. Cat suck dick smoke joint. <laughs> dick smoke
1: joint. <laughs> so obviously Bob got Nim stoned. Nim knew exactly how to smoke weed Oh my god. The marijuana would chill Nim out. That was Laura.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: maybe no, Stephanie? Stephanie? No, not when he was a baby. Oh, no, Steph. No, earlier I mentioned Stephanie, Stephanie, Stephanie got him, him high. high. Yeah, she got him high. She let him drink.
0: She let understand. him
1: suck his her tits. So
0: it's she just was... like she did with the, her normal kids.
1: Yeah. Honestly, Weir was probably like, well, um, the chimp does everything and gets to smoke pot. Yeah, well, I get just get bit. I, uh, anyway. I, used, to, I used to get blowjobs. I mean, used to. Uh, Ingersoll and Nim spent much of their time together. The bond was extremely strong. Nim actually made a friend of his own species while in there. No. A chimp named Lily, who Nim most likely fathered a child to. Fuck yeah. Things had finally balanced out. All right. But Dr. Lemon was coming under financial hardship.
0: Oh fuck. Well, it's so weird cuz he runs like a, a gulag for chimps. You'd think that things would be good. You'd that business would be, would be booming. I don't know why they're not. It was like oil. He could no longer keep
1: the primate facility open. Not knowing what to do, he decided to sell all of the chimps. Nim was to be sold and moved. This time, to a LEMSIP, or a Laboratory for Experimental Medicine and Surgery in Primates. Shut up. Most of the work that would be done at this facility were vaccines. For instance, a chimp would be given hepatitis or AIDS, and vaccines would be tested on him. Thankfully, Nim was the only chimp with a restriction put on him. While his fellow chimps were to be slowly killed through experiments, Nim was only to be used in language experiments.
0: Oh my god. Still,
1: it was worse than where he just was. He was in a new place, in a small cage, surrounded by six, sick chimps that he sort of knew. At so le- he went there anyway. Oh, he was still in there. He Even still- though
0: they couldn't use the experiments on him.
1: They, they, uh, they could do sign experiments on him. So he was there. They, all, all of them were in there, and he's in there too. And it is, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. I mean, they, they're, you know, they're just killing off a lot of the chimps just through terrible injections. And these chimps get so sick. And are just... They are clueless. They're un, unable to explain. And actually, what they were saying, too, is that in this facility, the chimps chimps knew signs. They knew how to say certain... Not, not just NIM. Right. Other chimps knew they how to say, like, hug, play, oh, help. Like, shit like that. So might and as well so, kill them. And so these, these fucking chimps are just losing their shit, just getting, you know, uh, injected. Um, so... He It's worse. I mean, where he was before, he could roam the property on a leash, uh, and Ingersoll was fucking pissed. But he couldn't do anything. The only thing he could do was continue to hound the facility, and he did. The main scientist there named Mahoney grew to hate Bob Ingersoll and his constant attempts to get him out of there and give him guilt trips. So Ingersoll started going to the press, making phone calls, doing whatever he could, and thankfully the press did actually listen to Bob. The story began to be heard. People knew what was actually happening. And then one day, a lawyer, Henry Herman, caught wind of the Nim story and decided this was a case for
0: him. Fucking Henry Herman.
1: He wanted Nim to be represented in court as a human. He argued oh. that Nim had been raised as a human and he should get in his, his day in court just like a human. Henry. His plan. Was to wheel in a cage, much like the ones at the Lempsip facility, and put Nim inside of it. When Nim was inside, he would most likely freak out and sign to them that he wanted to leave, thus proving that Nim could communicate and was being held under unfair conditions. Thankfully, it never got that far. The facility hated all the media attention uh-huh. and immediately said they were going to release Nim. See, Twitter. Twitter always works. Hashtag Nim. <laughs> so Ingersoll done it. He'd gotten him out. Fuck yeah. But where to now? This is a great story. A great ending. I love this ending. You can't put Nim back into the brownstone. Don't know what to do. So, before anyone could really think it through, and what would be right, a a man named Cleveland Armory stepped in.
0: Never a good name.
1: Cleveland Armory was a prominent humorist and humanitarian. He founded the Fund for Animals in 1967. This was a facility where hurt or abused animals could go to get a second chance, Mm. a place where they will never have to fear again. Armory bought Nim from the facility. Nim was to be sent to the Fun for Animals Black Beauty Ranch. The sign outside as you drive in reads, "I have nothing to fear, and here my story ends. My troubles all are over, and I am home." Oh God! However, Nim's troubles were not all over.
0: Well, he's fucking crazy. The
1: facility was mainly for equines, horses, hooved animals. I'm
0: sorry. Nim it was sounded the first. Like you said chim- horses.
1: Yeah, no, it's basically a horse ranch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, like. This ranch, this ranch is essentially a place where there's oh, one, you know, one-legged deer, oh, horses God. that have been abused, and they have a great life. They are
0: able to just because oh, they're walk. fucking idiots that just walk around eating.
1: Well, and they and they can just exactly. I mean, you, you acres of land that'll do. Yeah, that. they're fine. They're yeah. like,
0: oh, I'm gonna walk over here now.
1: Yes, uh, Nim was the first champ there. Champ, champ. Nim was the first champ there ever. Not only was he the first chimp there, he was the first creature that the people who worked there ever needed to walk on a leash. Nobody there knew anything about chimps. Oh, good. Nobody knew how to take care of him. Is this going to work out? So he was basically put in a solitary cage.
0: Tell me this ends with him leading these people into battle. Obviously, he goes
1: to battle against Herb, like Caesar. Thank you. Uh, So he was put in a solitary cage. It wasn't like the other place where he was like held in a small cage. It was like a big cage. There were toys, there were ropes, even a TV. But it was still a cage, and oh, he was it's still It's an alone. upgrade,
0: but it's still a shitty upgrade. It's
1: essentially solitary confinement. He went confinement. from a studio
0: to a one-bedroom, but it's not
1: great. And, it's, and he's alone. So it's solitary confinement. He nobody wasn't knows, happy.
0: Nobody knows sign language. He can't talk to anybody.
1: No. He's probably signing there, and nobody gives People a People know deer. Yeah, he, <laughs> knows. he knows why now. Why? <laughs> why? Um, so he was not happy. Uh, the TV that they put in his cage, he smashed. They put one higher up. He smashed it again. He became more and more oh, withdrawn. Man. And Ingersoll was again fucking pissed. He argued in letters to Cleveland that this was torture. He told them how terrible this was. It was captivity. And Cleveland responded by banning him from the ranch. And he told him if he ever came to the facility, he would be arrested.
0: I told you Cleveland was a bad name, didn't I? You did. For a person. You did. It's fine for a city. It's not. His a good heart's person, in the right man. place. This
1: dude's heart is in the right place. He is... He is genuinely trying here.
0: He can handle deer.
1: He's ge- he wanted to help, but he just was a f- he's he keep up. away from
0: fucking monkeys.
1: So there Nim sat. He would sometimes sneak out of his cage and get into the ranch house. Sure. Uh, he wanted to get see people. Huh? You know no.
0: What I mean?
1: Hold on. <laughs> he wanted to see people, or he wanted to sleep in a bed. One day he came into the ranch house, and there was a poodle at the door barking. Oh. As Nim went in, break its neck. Nim picked up the dog, yep. flung it into the wall, yep. killing it. Yep. He another wow. time came into the house and mad, threw a chair out the window. He was unhappy yeah. and he wanted everyone to know about it. It was around this time that someone from our story earlier Stephanie.
0: had a bright idea. God damn it, Stephanie.
1: Stephanie LaFarge God damn it. had heard about Nim and decided she <laughs> wanted to visit him. Fuck. I will say, it's nice to see a prediction. like It's, you know, it's refreshing. It's, this is what I do. I know. I've, I sit over there and guess. <laughs> now I know what this is. Um, I know what happened. Stephanie had heard about Nim and yep. she decided she wanted to visit. I think you're thinking of something else. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, she uh, bought plane tickets. I don't see how this can go wrong.
1: <clears throat>
0: mother and son reunited again. A mother that he loved who never turned her back on him and let him fuck any cat he wanted. She heard about Nim's situation and she wanted to see Nim. Mm -hmm.
1: So she bought some plane tickets and flew to Oklahoma to pop in for a visit with some members of her family. Just pop in. Pop in. The plan was to go to the ranch, meet the caretakers. However, when they walked up to Nim's cage.
0: Can I just say something? It's bad enough putting a chimp in Oklahoma. True.
1: True. (laughs) So when they they walk up to Nim's cage, he Hmm. recognized them. But he wasn't impressed. How could he be? They left a cute little chimp baby. Nim was now a grizzled, full-grown chimpanzee. Yeah. He was graying. He was miserable. He'd been hurt. With little interaction through the cage, Stephanie yearned for more. Stephanie decided she wanted to go inside the cage and see Nim. The wow. caretakers told her that that was a bad idea. He seemed like he was in a bad mood. I'm not going to miss her at all. But smart old Stephanie knew what she was doing. Yep. She, well, she used in. to give him the tip. She used to give him the tip. She walked in, and Nim immediately was pissed. He went up to the top of his cage. When she stayed in there, he came down from the top of his gauge, cage, grabbed her by the ankle, and dragged her like a puppet. He swung, swung her around while the caretakers didn't know what to do. After abusing her for a while, they ran inside to get a gun. However, before they could return, Nim left her alone. He could have killed her, but he didn't.
0: He gave her what is known as a warning. A what's for? Yeah. A Hurts donut. Here's what I think of your shit.
1: Yeah, he gave her the old Hurts donut. You know,
0: you, know, you know who doesn't have good Brooklyn memories? Yeah. Right here, Nim.
1: Yeah. Ima- Nim, Nim's I not on be, your tip. Imagine if Weir went in the cage. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing Weir's face and masturbating on Stephanie. Um, we're worried for sure. He turned Stephanie into a cat. Uh, so... Ten years went by. Holy fuck, really? In that time, Nim had actually been given a female friend that was put in the facility around him, but she was dying. Nim was gonna be alone again. Ingersoll still was always on top of the story, caught word that the ranch was going to be sold. Jesus Christ. Out was Cleveland. And the new owner agreed to let Ingersoll visit Nim. So he's, Bob is gonna go Bob Ingersoll is going to see Nim for the first time in ten years. When Nim saw Bob he recognized them immediately. After a few minutes, they began signing. Nim showed some signs of happiness. He signed play and began running around the cage. And Ingersoll could tell that Nim was still around. But he wanted more chimps in there. He wanted Nim to have some sort of a life. But how? Around that time, the LEM Sip, where Nim had been kept for the experimenting, was shutting down. And one, my, one man decided to use this closure to make a difference. Mahoney the head scientist from before who hated Bob Ingersoll. He now believed, after years and years of doing what he was doing, that not only was it wrong, but that chimps could feel, that chimps knew what depression was, and that these chimps had gone through too much. Am am
0: I supposed to feel good for the Nazi who turned it around? So once an
1: enemy of Ingersoll, Mahoney now wanted to help. Ah, Fuck him. He began secretly releasing some chimps to Bob. Total released 50 to 60 chimps.
0: A secret chimp release. A
1: secret chimp release. But he released three or two or three to Bob, who in turn got them to Black Beauty Ranch. Nim was reunited with two chimps from the past, Mitch and Lulu, uh, were the others. Nim began to grow happier and happier, and Ingersoll spent lots of time by the cage signing and making Nim as happy as they could. They were still best friends. After all the time and hardship, they were back together. Nim lived like this for the next five years, until his death in 2000, when he died of a heart attack. He was 26 years old. The average age of a chimp is 50. Jesus. Cleveland Armory passed away on October fifteenth, 1998 at the age of 81. He's buried next to his beloved polar bear at Black Beauty Ranch in Texas.
0: I don't like him at all.
1: Let's end with a quote. Chimps don't need to be with humans. They need to have a chimp life. So my own personal need to hang out with Nim or walk with Nim wasn't as important to me as doing the right thing for Nim. Chimpanzees in captivity is just not where they ought to be. I hope that one of the lessons that we learned from Nim's life is that keeping chimpanzees in cages is torture and really plays havoc on their mental health.
0: Well, all I know is that after I've heard this story... Uh, next week, I'm going to pinch uh, pitch a story to CBS called "Chimp Life." Chimp Life about a guy and a chimp uh, just cruising around. In yeah, a but car no, but we
1: don't want any solving, more chimps. solving
0: crimes. No, I at mean that they chimp put would him be they, tortured. at night they saying? put him in a cage because when they put him in a cage, <sighs> no, Dave, it's sick. he really wants to solve crimes. Dave. and when they let him out, Dave. he fucks up the bad guys. What, I'm pitching an idea. It's, it's
1: good. I mean, I like the hook for sure.
0: So. so he had five good years at the end after just living even, a life of fucking Not even hell. five
1: good years. He had five he had a couple good relatively
0: years good years. At the end, comparatively. Compar- to per- comparatively, living, uh, he had five good years. He had, he had a couple of good years when he lived in the house.
1: He had some good times mansion. in the brownstone. He had some good times in the mansion. He got to suck
0: some titty in the brownstone. He got to
1: suck some titty.
0: He but again, pot, the whole thing here is this guy, Herb Terrace, He's a fucking piece of shit. Well, he's such a piece of shit. He's John Little. He's the guy who oversaw the dolphin experiment. Exactly.
1: It reminded me a lot of that. Because that dolphin
0: was tortured.
1: Tortured. And, you know, I obviously, uh, yeah, I think it is important to remember that these animals experience emotion and are not... All right, well, now
0: now we're on a soapbox sort of situation. All right, I'll stop. (laughs) But that's Nim. That's the life of Nim. I, I thought it was going to be the lady who got attacked by the chimp at the end. No, I, I know. I was really I... hoping Stephanie got torn apart. No. Well, Stephanie got the shit beaten out of her. All right. Yeah. I, mean, and... I guess she deserved that. Yeah. But the other, the other lady got like her face torn off. And...
1: Well, she didn't. I mean, that was just one of the teachers. The one, the, the, Laura got her head bashed No, I'm in. talking
0: about the chimp story I'm thinking of was the lady who got off. Oh, that the lady got
1: her face ripped off and that yeah. chimp got shot
0: oh that chimp did get shot yeah that chimp got killed okay that's a bad ending yeah
1: because you know once, how a dare chimp, he?
0: once a chimp takes off someone's face
1: well there's also that story there was another story about a guy uh, probably like 10 years ago who nuts. had a chimp and he, yeah, and he went he went into the cage with birthday cake he ate his nuts to celebrate his birthday the chimp like ripped his arms off ripped his face off and ripped yeah. off his genitals
0: so that's a good birthday for the chimp <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a surprise party for someone <laughs> the dude who got his nuts yanked <laughs> So there's your reverse dollop, Dave. Now shut up about it. God damn
0: it! It's not right? good on this end. Huh? It's not good on this end. It's a
1: depressing one. I should have pointed. That's that a out. really
0: depressing one.
1: It's really depressing.
0: Yeah, but it's crazy. Yeah, it's completely fucking insane. The people who just treat fucking animals. But you know, we've all we've read stories that they've treated humans like that. We're just people are just fucking monsters. There's something I, I don't know what it
1: is, and I, I don't think it's everybody. But to me. It, there's something worse about doing it to animals. Like I feel like there's something. in well, uh-huh. You're on a level playing field with a human. You do fucked. You know, th- there's so much fucked up stuff gets done to humans. But there's something. There's something worse about when you take advantage of like.
0: What's well, more helpless? That's in your a, mind. a, more, more, a helpless.
1: more helpless creature because they are more mm. trusting. Yeah. You know everything relates back to when I met the Yeah <laughs> <laughs> well Well Nobody wins Alright I'll do another one In two and a half years Jesus <laughs> Christ You're welcome Utah Fuck you See you there Yeah How long is it? Oh how long was it? Yeah huh? Pretty long Oh yeah Not bad
0: What? The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Now it is the perfect time to get a really great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the half-ton Tundra. Uh, The Tundra is a workhorse. It's a powerhouse. Uh, It combines raw capability and premium comfort and advanced tech. It's everything you want. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the new fully redesigned Tacoma. It has trail-dominating power. It's got a great style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this truck is getting better than ever. And look, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck is going to keep its value for a long, long time. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
2: Oh, that's right. Before you listen to this podcast, I got to tell you about me, GarethReynolds.com, stand up on the road. Please join me. I will be in Las Vegas, February 26th, Salt Lake, February 27th, February 28th, Denver. It's sold out. You messed up. I'll be in Wichita on February 29th, West Des Moines, March 2nd, two shows. I'll be in Kansas City, March 3rd, Springfield, Missouri, March 4th, Tulsa, Oklahoma, March 5th uh march 6th oklahoma city dallas on the march 7th houston march 8th austin march 9th san antonio march 10th lafayette march 12th new orleans march 13th then i'll be in madison wisconsin on april 3rd west bend april 5th that's milwaukee come on it is uh then i'll be in chicago two shows april 6th uh april 7th i'll be in cleveland then i'll be at Rooster Teeth feathers Sunnyvale, California, I'm coming at you. April 18th, April 19th, April 20th. Go to GarethReynolds.com. We're calling on the Gare Force. You are now the Gare Force. You came up with it. I'm just the liaison. Guess some guy had Garmy. So now you're the Gare Force. You are the Gare Force.